Go Radio Football Show Monday evening edition. The B team are here. <laughs> Paul Gooney, Mark Gooney, Barry Ferguson. That was an in joke. No way to start a programme. What a weekend it's been. Depends. Uh, yeah, who's your team? How was it for you? For Rangers fans, you must be happy. You've gone further ahead of Celtic after just seven games. Celtic fans, you must think it was grim at the weekend. What's happened at Celtic? So many injuries. Is that a good enough excuse for the new manager? 0808 17 17 700. Six points behind Rangers. Mark Guidi, the Celtic fans beginning to grumble about it. Where do you stand on this tonight? I think now the, the honeymoon period for Ange Postacoglu uh, is over. Yes, Paul, a difficult task. He's only been in the job 10, 12 weeks. Massive rebuild, still short of, of, of staff behind the scenes um, that he would need. But... I think now when you look at the league table, Celtic are in sixth position. They've played seven games, won three, lost three. They've got ten points or six points behind Rangers. Um, regardless of everything that he's had to put up with since he came in the door, those stats are not good enough and an improvement needs to happen quickly, Paul. Barry, what are your thoughts on what's happening at Celtic? Yeah, the, listen, the start that he had... Um, the everybody, yeah, yeah, everybody was talking about it the way they were playing, but at the end of the day, the Celtic fans want wins um, and they're struggling to get that. Look, he is missing, for me, three key players, no doubt about it. Kyogo um, had an unbelievable start to his Celtic career. Looks a, a great addition. He's a big miss. Um, James Forrest, big miss, but the biggest miss for me is their captain, Callum McGregor. Um, he's been missing the last few games and it's shown because um, he's a, a real driving force in the middle of the park um, but all that aside they should still have a strong enough squad to be winning games in football They were on fire at the start of the season Mark and that is a great point isn't it they're losing they've lost so many players at the moment you have to judge them when these players come back surely it's the club itself how has he been left with so few players? Yeah I mean you, you're right you, you, you judge people particularly a new manager you don't judge them after you know seven league games or, or, or three months in the job that said you can still pass an opinion on what's happening just now and what's happening now I think if you're a Celtic supporter if you're working in there if you're Ange Post to call a player it's not good enough it should be better regardless of whether Callum McGregor's fit or not Kyogo's fit or not and a lot of that doesn't come down to the manager as well a lot of that comes from um, basically he inherited a mess so therefore that the, the the, the squad depth isn't what it should be the quality in the squad isn't what it should be so you have got to cut the manager some slack for that but they should still be winning more games Paul you look at the performance last two league performances away to Livingston home in the United not good enough yes they rattled the, the woodwork three times yesterday but also they got away with one Dundee United should have had a penalty uh, in the first half Kevin Clancy um, that was a massive favour for Celtic because there's no doubt that uh, it should have been a penalty. I think it was Carter Vickers um, and possibly uh, a red card as well. Red card. Should it have been a red card for John McLaughlin, Barry? You saw the highlights of the game. Rangers winning at Dundee. No, it, it, look, it's a certain penalty. Yeah. I think a booking was enough. I think if you look at it, he's made a genuine attempt to, to play the ball. That's the reason why I think the, the referee, and rightly so, has given him a, a yellow card. Look, James McPeg's frustrated because um, he start, needs to start winning games of football but I think the referee got that decision spot on because if you look at it when the player takes the, the ball past the goalkeeper he misjudges um, the tackle he takes the player down Rangers have got plenty of players coming in um, to pick up the, the loose ball so for me 
stick on penalty uh, and a stick on yellow card Rangers fans what do you think they're not at their best but they've widened the gap at the top it's Edinburgh providing the opposition at the moment Rangers at the top of the table after the seven games on 16 points Hibs and Hearts good wins for them at the weekend on 15 Motherwell on 14 Motherwell on fire Dundee United on 11 Celtic stay 6th on 10 points then Aberdeen what's happening there we'll speak about that Aberdeen fans 08, 08, 17 17, 700 St Mirren on 7 what a win for them the first win in the league this season St Johnson on 6 Livingston on 4 Ross County and Dundee on 3 points this was Ange Postacoglu speaking after the game uh, his reaction to the result 1-1 with Dundee United disappointed for the lads I think uh, you know we we created enough chances to win a couple of games out there so uh, unfortunately they didn't go in for us today um, players tried awfully hard and uh, just wasn't to be it's difficult to know what you could have changed up in the second half. I know you're short of attacking options, but do you think there was enough there in front of goal scoring opportunities and just a little bit more luck in front of goal might have changed things? Yeah. Yeah, that was it at the end. A Yeti, for example, it's not going to happen, Mark, isn't it? I was reading some of this stuff, people say, yeah, he scored the other week. Yeah, you, people want him to be a striker, top-class striker, but he's not. No, he's not, and it's just not worked. Um, it's been a bad signing. Um, it's been bad uh, judgment in terms of signing a Yeti, uh, four and a half, five million quid, whatever the, the, the fee was from from West Ham. Um, and again, when you've got injuries to to Kyogo and and uh, Jackie Marcus is, is is injured as well, that's the ideal opportunity to step up to the plate. Because for all you say, there's good service. I mean, the two form players are Jota and a badder mm. so there's good service getting into the box creating chances but a Yeti for whatever reason it's not working and um, you can't rely on him to be your, your, your sort of backup striker to Kyogo you're not going to win a title when you've got uh, a Yeti leading your line it's just not going to happen Joe Rebo got the goal for Rangers here's the manager afterwards yeah, listen, we, we knew what type of game to expect when we when we came here um, I think there's certain SPFL games coming away from home where you know you've got to hustle you've got to grind you've got to fight you've got to do the ugly bits and um, I thought to a man today we were really honest I thought we tried to defend as well as we can look there's still bones we can pick out of it in, in possession out of possession you know at times at the end we could have went and killed the game with a bit more quality but We've come here for three points. I think the players have showed hunger for three points and um, no one will remember how we got them um, in time. And I've also managed to keep people fresh for, for Thursday night. So a lot of positives to take away today. Barry? Yeah, look, they're, they're not at their best. That's clear for everybody to see. Um, but you made a good point. They won ugly there. Mm-hmm. And signing a good team when you're not on top for them, you find a way to get three points. Um, and that's what, what Rangers um, done against Dundee. Uh, and Saturday I thought it was a good goal to be honest with you good ball for Morelos and Joe Arebo again stepped up as I said he he's one player that um, just continually to, continues sorry to impress me um, great finish but look they're not at their best but the main thing for Rangers is they're winning games of football here's Sean on the line in Gathamlet good evening Sean good evening guys I think I've seen you on ITV news for the weekend Speak to my agent. <laughs> no, sorry. I, I was the kilt walk. You're absolutely right. Maybe that that would be it. It was a great weekend. 4,000 people on? yesterday. Oh, I did actually. Well, you oh, like, I thought you were presenting. I, I steady. No, yeah, it was not. moonlighting. <laughs> no, Sean. You were underneath This is the only club I want to ever play for. The only radio station. I Well done, Sean. He's evading Sh- that question. Sean, no, it was the kilt walk. Yeah, it was the kilt walk at the weekend. No, no, yeah, it was magnificent. Did you have a whiskey in your kilt? No. 
No, no, not at all. I was there at half six yesterday morning, so yeah. Underneath, underneath the kill, it's all in working order. <laughs> That's all we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean, dig me out of this one, please. Hey, you're winning ugly at the moment. Oh, we're winning very ugly at the moment, but do you know what? We're six points clear. I kept my first two clean sheets, but I don't think we've played that good. I don't think Rangers are going out a first year this season. Mm. Um, so it's good to be well there because we're probably lucky to be up the league now. But to be six points clear at your rivals where you're not playing well, that surely hopefully that now does confidence into the team because if Rangers are doing a good run now, it could end up running away with it again. Mm-hmm. We get Hibs but next weekend, sure. Yeah, and you've got Sparta Prague midweek. But it's a massive. What we knew this was going to be a massive. What seven games for Rangers and for Celtic? They're putting daylight against between them and Celtic. Yeah, it's, it's still far too early. It's yeah. early doors. Listen, but it's great. What Sean just mentioned there. They are winning ugly. They're not mm. playing well. They're six points ahead. Um, there's still a lot more to come. Um, and he's getting the chance to rest important players as well Stephen Davis yep. sat out Alan McGregor sat out um, they'll be fresh for, for Thursday um, so look the most important thing is when you're not playing at your your levels that you expect to play as you win games of football and that's what Rangers have learnt to do over the the last 12 or so months is win, win ugly when you don't play well so look I still think there's a lot more to come from um, but as I say the most important thing is they're sitting top of the league um, they've got a, a slight gap on Celtic but as I said they shouldn't get carried away it's far too early Mark what do you see with Rangers at the moment not firing in all cylinders but top of the table exactly yep they're, they're not playing well they've not got anywhere near the standards that they set uh, last season um, uh, domestically and in Europe but they are top of the league Paul and that's the same I remember the season where Brendan Rodgers and Neil Lennon crossed over second half of the season Celtic under a bit of pressure from Rangers Celtic got a I think it was a last minute winner at Rugby Park when Brendan Rodgers was the manager didn't they play particularly well but they got the winner one of Neil Lennon's first games back in charge up at Dundee mm-hmm. at Dens Park ironically yep. enough didn't play well but got a last minute uh, winner so that's what you've got to do it's not always going to be pretty but one or two things that you see about Rangers like for example on Saturday Paul McMullen skinning James Tavernier one and of the match never, yeah and you never see Tavernier getting skinned you're thinking right okay but at least you know if he feels it if Stephen Jarrett feels it that the captain requires a rest or whatever that Nathan Patterson's champing at the bit to get in there's a quality um, right back like for like um, pretty much uh, replacement so yeah just seeing Tavernier doing that but then you look at the flip side uh, as much as Rangers were, were they were definitely penetrated by Dundee defensively but then the flip side what a beautiful goal mm. off the training ground Tavernier boom flick into Morelos Aribo's already on the move loses his marker mm. and just a lovely finish nice and composed um, to put it into the net so and once you get that one goal lead that's what you're looking for and if you need to hang on and defend and be tough to break down and be compact yeah they've got away with one with a penalty I don't think it was a, re- a red card I think Bobby Madden called it right it was a yellow mm. it was a definite penalty kick and then Jason Cummings just on the pitch, can he score? And, and, and a manager, naturally at the end of what he finds somebody else to blame apart from his own players. But the bottom line is, regardless of whether mm. you think it's a red card or not, Jason Cummings has got to put the penalty That's away and, and you know yep. like get his team back into the game. Sean, what do you think for yep. Sparta Prague? Let's look to Europe. What do you feel? You're good at predictions? Um, I, d- I just want a clean sheet. 
So mm-hmm. if we get a clean sheet and Rangers turn up, fingers crossed we can get 2-0, but I've got a funny feeling it could end up 2-1 Rangers. Barry, what do you reckon? Yeah, you don't, you don't concede goals, you've got a chance of winning sure. games. Yeah. Um, as I said, I'll go back to the game again on Saturday. They don't play well, but they don't concede. I know the penalty, Big McLaughlin makes a great save. So they've got to go over there and get back to how solid they were defensively last season. There has been signs that they're a bit leaky at this moment in time. Um, but look, that'll that'll give them a bit of confidence with no conceding any goals at the at the weekend. And important player for me getting rested. The main player for me at Rangers, Stephen Davis. It's good to just give him a wee a wee rest, sit on the bench and make sure he's he's ready for a, a massive game on Thursday. Because Rangers, if they want to finish in that second place, I've got to go and try and win that game on Thursday. They've just not been as sure-footed at the back, have they? You've got a Goldson, you mentioned Tavernier, they're having a difficult moment or two. You've got Bassi or, or Barisic, so he's kind of mixed. Even the goalkeeping position again, mm. yeah, McLaughlin's you know, got them that penalty kick save and, and fair play to him for that. But for me, I'm thinking, why is McGregor not playing? Why is Alan McGregor not in goals? You've got a massive... Well, Saturday's a massive game. You're away from home at Dens Park. Thursday, massive game away from home in the Czech Republic. Sunday, massive game. First v second. Yep. I know Sean's saying we've got a six-point lead at the top of the table. Well, you know you're levelling <laughs> points with Hibs and uh, I was at Easter Road yesterday. Sean, Hibs are good. You know, middle to front. They'll cause problems. Martin Boyle, Pace, Nisbet. Still trying to find a bit of form. I think mm-hmm. Kevin Nisbet still just that. Don't know if he's still carrying a wee um, injury, but they're a, they're a powerful team, Hibs as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. In terms of McGregor, I think he's been carrying a niggle for the last two or three weeks. That's maybe the reason why um, he's not been playing. Stephen Jack touched on that two weeks ago, didn't he? He said yep. there was a niggle. I, I'm yep. sure if he was 100%, Alan McGregor would, would play. Obviously, it's still niggling him. Mm-hmm. So you're better not taking any chances because Alan McGregor's so important. And if he isn't 100%, you've got not just one. Mm-hmm. Very good backup. You've got two. two McCrory. Young McCrory came in uh, the old firm game and showing that he's got all the attributes to be a Rangers player as well. Here's the manager speaking about John McLaughlin. He's the best player on the pitch by a mile, and um, I've been almost just smiling in disbelief, really. Uh, some of the reaction on the outside. I obviously keep an eye on everything inside and outside. John's a fantastic player. Um, he showed his quality in the last three games he, okay he's been finding his feet it does take time to get up to speed to work out how people play he's absolutely powerhouse today and um, he was man of the match and the best player on the pitch by a mile Mark he keeps an eye on everything inside and out so who's he talking about the goalkeeper John goalkeeper. Lundstrom no. uh, um, was it John McLaughlin he's talking about McLaughlin yeah it's in John McLaughlin unless sure? it's about Lundstrom we can check but uh, yeah because that sounds as though maybe it is about Lundstrom, about Lundstrom possibly after, yeah, yeah. I think Lundstrom's yeah. been one that's um, probably in terms of supporters and the media has been under yeah. the microscope in terms of his level of performance and yeah. I think that's probably what um, Stephen Gerrard's uh, alluding to because he is improving like, now isn't he because John McLaughlin there hasn't been any issue it, about no, him but, yeah. it's, but it's Lundstrom who's yeah. if you want to say he's been the most criticised Rangers player mm-hmm. uh, this season yeah. in terms of coming for the Premiership what's he bringing to the party, yeah. you know, it'll be a big earner, etc., etc., etc. He's the red card, I think, one of the games as well, didn't he? He was, yeah. Um, so yep. that's probably what Stephen Gerrard is talking about there. Sean Lundstrom improving? Uh, I'm still not sure about him, guys. I'll really? be honest. I'm one of the fans that I don't think he's up to it, but obviously he's played it uh, the best mm-hmm. league in the world, so mm-hmm. he's got to have something in him. But I need to see a lot more before I make a opinion on him. But hopefully, he does improve. But what I was going to say to Mark. Uh, that, do you think how far do you think Hibs and Hearts can go 
to put their challenge in. Do you think they can, will go to Christmas or do you think they can go as far as they, they can? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's always a tough one. You tend to find, Sean, you, you, over the years, yeah. Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen, you know, unless you're, you're, you're going back, you know, I think it was about 15 years ago, um, you know, when, when, in terms of when Celtic and Rangers were not in the league together, I think Hearts were the last ones to, to, to break. Uh, that that was maybe 2005, 06 or 06, 07, whatever it was. Um, so that you, you tend to find that they'll tail off. But what would say, having watched Hibs yesterday, absolutely Rangers will be the favourites to win the game on Sunday at Ibrox. But Hibs will cause problems. You know, Hibs have got some really powerful players. They've got good pace in their team. A um, couple of nice players um, on the ball. Um, two of their fullbacks get forward. Uh, and they've got a really good goalkeeper in, in, in Matt Macy so I think it sets up uh, obviously we don't know what's going to happen on Thursday night for Rangers in Europe away from home at Sparta Prague but on, on Sunday at Ibrox uh, I don't know if you're going to the game or not Sean but you'll be in for an absolute cracker I think that's set up for a, for a beauty on Sunday Once you get into the ground because of course October the 1st it's the new uh, it's the new rules season. isn't it so yeah that came out today Rangers have issued a statement as well so following the legislation introduced by the government everyone attending matches at Ibrox must be fully vaccinated and everyone must bring proof of the status with you to the match uh, preferably I think they would like it written or you can have it on your your phone either or Barry it's going to be logistically a problem 50,000 yeah, that's my worry is how how they're going to police it. I mean, if you look at um, supporters in general turning up to games, most of them turn up the last half hour leading up to kickoff. Now, if you're getting fifty two thousand turning up the last hour, are they going to be in in time? Mm -hmm. That's my my only concern um, with this vaccine passport. Come along early. That's the advice in to the yeah, fans. Yeah, I, I don't know how they're going to do it because, as, as I said, um, people are on travelling buses. People are getting trains and undergrounds I just don't know how it's going to work Sean thanks for the call we'll speak to you Good soon time. yep and that was about Lundstrom so I won't take a yellow I don't think I deserve a yellow card for it but I'd take a take well, it far uh, one yeah, thing about him is no, that no, it was Lundstrom game by game yep. you can see he's starting to yeah. gain a bit of confidence because um, it it's totally different of course for being at Sheffield United yeah. he was never under any pressure at Sheffield United he's a big signing for Rangers He's played in the Premier League down in England for the last couple of years. But I, I see signs of him um, starting to show what he's all about. He's still no hack top for him, but he's getting there. Barry Ferguson, Mark Whitty, Paul Cooney, 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Of course, the end of the September weekend here in Glasgow and the West have forgotten all about it. It's been a busy weekend for everybody, the sport. What about the boxing at the weekend, Barry? AJ just didn't happen. Yeah, get schooled. Yeah. I've got to be honest with you, but I, I was looking forward to it. Um, but no, the better man won. Um, won it by a country mile. Yes, but he's got his rematch. Yep. I don't know where that's going to happen. Whether it's going to be in London or over in Kiev. Um, but <sighs> no, he got outboxed and outclassed for me. Was that a good fight? I didn't yeah. see it. Was it a good fight? Yeah, it was decent. It yeah. was decent. Just Joshua just didn't didn't look his normal. No. If I'm being honest with you, I don't know if he slimmed down too much because. Um, Uzek was I think just under 16 stone and Joshua was down to 17 stone um, but look Uzek was a better man in the night won it easily for me and the Ryder Cup we thought it it was America's weekend wasn't it it's their year better team better players and that's the biggest result ever the biggest gap their win yeah America dominated um, 
that as well. I, I watched that. I was trying. I was going between. There was that much sport on this weekend. <laughs> um, my eyes are popping out my head. But listen, it was brilliant. The, the golf course, whistling straights, looked Beautiful. so Wasn't hard. But as well, yeah. looked a hard course. But look, we, the Americans um, thoroughly deserved it. We surprised at uh, the emotion from Poulter and from Rory McIlroy. He was in tears afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Watched the interviews. Yeah. Good interviews on on uh, on Sky. But uh, I heard Colin Montgomery on on. Uh, Talk sport this yep. morning, um, Paul, and uh, he gave his assessment, and he basically said it's for him now. It's a young man's game. Golf. Uh -huh. You know, you look at golfers now, twenty-four hour athletes. As you look at the age groups of both sides, uh, Europe had four guys in their forties. The oldest was Dustin Johnson, thirty-seven. The American team said the bulk of their team were in their twenties. So they're fit. They're on it. They're, they're ready to go for three, four games, matches. I've called upon. He said so. That's something that. Certainly, the next Ryder Cup captain, whether it's going to be Lee Westwood or whoever, but Montgomery also said, he says, I don't envy the next European captain because he's still going to have a hell of a job in his hands in Italy in 2023. Yeah, but it's a game that's changing. You hear them talking about their diet, they're mm. in the gym yep. every single day, um, and they're athletes now. Golfers, as before, um, I don't think yep. they'll mind me saying this, but they, they, they weren't in the best shape, some of them. But now, when you look at them on the TV, they look like proper athletes. So at the weekend here in Scotland, what do we have? Well, yesterday Celtic won, Dundee United won. On Saturday, Rangers winning 1-0 at Dundee. Hearts 3, Livingston 0, maybe the well, the biggest gap at the weekend. Hibs beating St. Johnson 1-0 yesterday, the Martin Boyle penalty. Motherwell 2-1 against Ross County. And St. Mirren winning against 10-man Aberdeen. St. Mirren 3, Aberdeen 2. Uh, Celtic 1-1 with Dundee United. Here is Anthony Rawson speaking afterwards. About the game, we're disappointed with the result. We obviously come into every game, we want to win. That's our aim. Um, I felt, you know, through spells of the game, we had our chances, but you know, we need to keep clean sheets, and that's not something that we've done today. But we pick ourselves back up. We've got a big game come Thursday, and we'll get back to the drawing board. Let's go to Airdrie. Jamie's on the line. Jamie, thanks for waiting. Good evening. You'd be disappointed yesterday. So I'm getting fed up because the performance yesterday. I was on the bar three times, but the boys didn't begin. And the fact of the bar, the desire, passion, commitment to the players yesterday. The amount of times we played the both side of it, it's absolutely scandalous. And see the, see the fact, I know people are going to give Dundee United some credit. Fair news, they did play well yesterday, but I'm interested in the United. I'm interested by the team. Yep. And see the goal we lost yesterday. And they're also get caught out. The boca, the boy comes in the box. Starfield's about three or four yards. That's the boy. I don't know if Carter Vickers are doing. I don't know if he's supposed to be there at all. I'm just fed up with the whole thing, Paul. To be honest with you, I know people say this is a rebuild. This start the next thing. And he needs three or four windies. He's on complaining, saying people are trying to push, push him over the edge. Well, if you draft any of their points, you'll get pushed down the edge. But, Jamie, you're without... I absolutely hear it. A lot of Celtic fans are saying the same. Others would say, no McGregor, no Kyogo, no Forrest. You know, the list goes on and on. Mikey Johnson out again. Are you not just desperate to see the top players back? And I hear what you say, creating... What, they had 63% of the pressure, but it's only 1-1. And United could well have got... Uh, a penalty. They could have well won the game. Are you not it going to give them? Yep, it was a penalty. Right, there's let's no oh, doubt about it. Pen. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. What do you I think? Was yeah. right, like, I was sat right, right, mate. 
I was sitting there like me, it was a penalty. Mark, what do you reckon? Has the manager been shortchanged? What do you feel? I mean, I think, you know, it's a tough one, Paul. And I don't mean that, you know, no sitting in the fence or whatever, but you, you look at the manager and I think for a lot of supporters, the honeymoon period's over now. He's had maybe, you know, 12, 14 games um, as a manager, all beat mm. to seven uh, in the league. He's in the League Cup semi-final, managed to beat Altmark to get into the, the, the Europa League group stages. So he, he's ticked a lot of boxes. But when you look at it, um, losing to Rangers at Ibrooks, losing to Hearts at Tynecastle, losing to Livingston um, at the Tony Macaroni. That was the poorest, wasn't it? Not good enough. Regardless, you know, you should still be doing uh, better than that. You know, um, Jamie makes some good points defensively as well. They are frail, they're vulnerable. Yeah, they're missing their, their, their main striker, Kyogo. And that's where I have sympathy for the manager because he signed a, a backup striker or whatever you want to call him Giamakis he might want to play them as a two uh, eventually but he, he is lacking depth and that's something that he's inherited that's that's negligence from the previous regime above uh, his head so in some respects I have sympathy for him in other respects I'm saying now no you now need to start producing the good you need to make a fist of this title race being six in the league after seven points is not good enough Petordre on Sunday yes Aberdeen are very fragile as well but I mentioned earlier, Rangers v Hibs at Ibrox on Sunday is going to be a cracker. Aberdeen against Celtic, mm. equally so. Two brilliant games uh, domestically this weekend. Uh, uh, that's a massive mm. game for Celtic. But they, they still look vulnerable for me that they're going to leak goals. Going forward, I think they're always going to create. There's no doubt about it. But defensively, um, apart from Joe Hart, who's come in, um, they've not sorted that out. Here's the manager speaking, Jamie, about the chances they created. Uh, even at the end, we're still creating chances and good chances, you know, so... Yeah, I mean, we, we couldn't really change it up uh, from the bench, but we're still threatening going forward and we're trying to get that second goal, which we kind of knew would break them open, but uh, unfortunately it didn't come. Listen, I'm sorry about the quality in the background. They need to sort that out. What's the point of the grass being, more, you know, rolled during the media interviews? Yeah, yeah. all those chances... But going a begging, they don't have a striker. No, they don't. But they're, they're, they're creating chances, um, and you know that's what, what I think. What Ange, maybe like Sir Jamie and other Celtic supporters will say, yeah, okay, we accept middle to front, we're good and we're missing Kyogo, but we're still looking the part. Jota looks a really good signing. Abada's already looking the part. Yes, we're missing our captain, which is a hell of a blow. But that said, what is there enough work being done defensively? Is there enough work being done when, when you look at it? And that's been an, uh, an argument that's been thrown at Celtic going back to a year ago as well. What, what is going on behind the scenes with the defensive structure? Jamie? Paul, Paul see, the, see the thing you that Mar is as well. See, like, see Sorrell come on yesterday and the guy was absolute garbage. When he came on yesterday, all he did was keep getting the ball away, keep getting fouls away. And he must know about yesterday, David Turnbull. Uh, I don't know where he was yesterday. Big Rockets. And a chance to dance into the box. Yep. And took too many touches. And the chance was away. And the fact of the man, people are saying, you're saying about the injuries will go high. But if we, if we make an excuse to bring your fans about injuries, they'll just say, oh, for money. Or... Uh, the, the, you know what I mean yep. so uh, every, every team gets injuries I know we've got seven or eight players now and it's no ideal I just hope and Sunday he needs to win a Batondry he can't fail though he win a Batondry because if he doesn't win a Batondry 
and then just be hubs as an absolute crisis going on here. Mm-hmm. Yep. God, okay. I'm, I, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> okay. the start of the season. Every selling fan, I don't care who they are. We want to win the league. That's what it's all about. We are Sure. He's making some good points, Barry. People like but David listen, Turnbull. But yeah. any any team are going to miss quality players, uh, Callum McGregor and, sure. and Kyogo. They, they're massive misses. I don't care what anybody says. But he's seen a bit they're of Rogic. Yeah. Turnbull. It's up to other players when these players are yeah. missing to start, step mm-hmm. up. And clearly they've not. But listen, Callum McGregor and Kyogo are massive misses. Yeah. Massive. But you take the point, Mark, there about Rogic. He started well. It's about time he got a bit of consistency. David Turnbull, great young player. Callum McGregor's out at the moment. There's no striker. Christie's gone, all the rest of it. This is their chance. I heard what he said about Sorrow. He's not had much of a run. He's in and out. You wonder if he is going to make it at Celtic. Um, but David Turnbull? Yeah, I mean, Turnbull was one of Celtic's best players last season. Maybe their best player, most consistent. But again, it's about... This season he's got new players around him, he's got a new manager, but he maybe having to adapt his game a little mm. bit. So, you know, I'm not kidding, just kind of putting it all in one guy's no, uh, sure. shoulders. No, no. Rogic, been there a number of years. Yeah. He's not the most consistent player. When no. he's on it, he's brilliant. You know, tactically brilliant, mm. really intelligent footballer. Creates nice wee bits of space for himself, but he doesn't produce week in, week out. We know that um, about Rogic, but I think what it just spells out you go back to Livingston and, and you look at yesterday as well, um, there's probably too many jersey fillers. There's not enough mm-hmm. quality. There's too many jersey fillers. Craig Moore has uh, well, can, fashioned that. Yeah, can uh, Jimmy. I make a point? Can I, on you I go. make a point to, can I make a point to Barry? Aye, on you go, Jimmy. But Barry, you're saying about Kyogo and uh, McGregor, that's fine. And Forrest is here as well. But see the end of the day, Of the young ones, yeah, not the youngest, but yeah, uh, the new Abada. I keep yeah. forgetting Abada's actually nineteen. <laughs> you do, yeah. don't you? He's really yeah. international. Yeah, yeah, he's he's come in. He's impressed. He's he showed a level of consistency. Right. But when you're missing, look, as I think you'll agree with me, any team will miss the quality players mm. that I've just mentioned. But when it happens, whether there's suspension, injuries, that's why you've got a big squad. When players come in, they need to they need to go and show that they can play. Um, and they've not done that. You're a legend at Rangers. You are a legend. You were the captain. You were the leader. Would you put up with, it's Jamie's opinion, but many of the players weren't given enough yesterday. Now, you weren't at the game. I wasn't there. But can you, I, I don't can think you any professional no. football player doesn't go out and give his, his all. They try their best. You have bad games. There's no doubt about it. That's what some of them probably had yesterday. Um, I, I don't doubt for one minute that they've went it's out. And, yeah, it's yeah, hard. Yeah. Jamie, yeah. I'd, I, honestly... Every, they're professionals they go out they'll try their best maybe they won't play their best but they'll try their best Mark the manager arrived 
to a shambles. I mean, it was a shambles. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. And was. have they moved forward? You know, sometimes you think it's chief exec, does it matter? Whatever. They don't have one at the moment. Well, they've got, they've got a, um, somebody, a temporary one, Michael Nicholson, uh, the lawyer. But it's just, you know, what's the owner saying or the majority shareholder? What is happening at Celtic? Rangers stuttering. Celtic got a chance again this season, but but they are throwing it away. And I I, I, I get what he's saying there, Jamie, the, the passion of the players or did they realise what it is? It's the new ones coming in. Would the defence, it, it well, doesn't look good, the signings. It's one thing where I would have, I would have uh, and I do have rather sympathy for Postacoglu, like I did have sympathy for Neil Lennon last year. He's fronting it up four, five, six press conferences a week. So that's, yep. you know, yesterday will be Wednesday before Leverkusen after the game, then it'll be Friday. And he's getting before Aberdeen and after. Yeah, yep. he is. And I see a difference in Postacoglu from three weeks ago. I see a difference in just um, it looks as if he's been here nine months in the league's over already he's got mm-hmm. that kind of look about and, and again that's what I think I think back to things that, that Johan Mijalwe would say mm-hmm. about Neil Lennon uh, he said I'm not going to rate myself as a coach I compare myself to a coach to other people that are there at Celtic he said but what I do know is he says I know what Neil Lennon needs and when he needs it he said I'm not talking just about training field or, you know off the park um, as well and I wonder if that's maybe what Ange Postacoglu uh, needs to and, and and if he does he should be backed you know you shouldn't have, if a manager wants to but if you appoint a manager you've got to believe in what he needs otherwise there's no point in the point it was like Neil Lennon he wanted other people in he was isolated. And, and he was denied that yeah. well, what's happening? he should have been stronger though but he was denied that so therefore we post the Coglu if he needs somebody if he's asked for something that I don't know if he has I genuinely don't yeah. I'd like to think that he has mm-hmm. I'd like to think that he has asked for somebody. Like I said away on this programme, Paul, six, seven weeks ago, I'm not necessarily talking about somebody that he's worked with before or a fellow Australian that he's known for 20 years. It's like, do your homework in the UK. Find out a good young coach in the UK. Doesn't he have a connection to Celtic? Doesn't he have to be a Celtic supporter? I mentioned Steve Cooper, mm-hmm. who's now got the Nottingham yep. Forest show. He was out of work a month ago. Go, go, and, go and find somebody that's going to bring something a bit different and improve what you've got. Because look at the Rangers backroom team that Stephen Gerrard has brought in. Barry, you've always said it, what, 12 people? Yeah, and counting. I, I think there maybe even more. Because um, he's in charge of the football need, department. You need people, yeah, you need people behind Russell's. you who you can trust. If you're going through tough times, you can lean on. And I would be, I'd be shocked if Postacoglu didn't want his own guy in. Absolute shock. Listen, Barry, you're a big Rangers fan, right? God, oh, that. I used to hear a lot of stick as well when you were a black kid. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to deny that, but you're a big Rangers fan as well, right? See the, see the, see the fact of the matter is, see if he start complaining about injuries and all the rest of the Rangers fans just think about making excuses. No, listen. Yeah, I get where you're coming for yeah. Jamie, but uh, the two players that I mentioned are three. I'll, I'll put James Forrest in that category. They're three big players for you. For they're sure. They're three certain starters. They're Kyogo's a match winner. Yeah. Your captain, he's the driving force of your team. Yeah. But then, yeah. Barry, look at the United yesterday. Tam Court's just mm-hmm. in the job. Yep. What, United on nine or ten points already this yep. season ahead of Celtic? Yep. Charlie McGruno playing yesterday. Mark McNulty. Not available. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. They sold uh, Shankland. No, I take your point. Um, so yep. when you look at that as well, you, you weigh it up and you think, yeah, but then United also also problems and they've Matt. also got a new manager who's had a big rebuild. Jamie's right. This isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Dundee United are on 11 points, Celtic on 10, Motherwell on 14, Hearts and Hibs 
on 15. Edinburgh are way ahead of them. Rangers on 16. Now, Rangers is one thing, but when you look at Hibs, Hearts, Motherwell, Dundee United ahead of them, it's not good enough. Jamie's right. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show. Monday evening we're on from five every evening. Thanks for making the switch from five till seven every evening. We're on this weekend as well. Some great games coming up. Thursday night's going to be massive. Celtic against Bayer Leverkusen in the Europa League. And Rangers playing Sparta Prague. It's uh, non-stop. Barry, how are you? I see at the weekend we were obviously on here live with Davy Proven, Craig Moore. One up and and then 1-1. One, one. Uh, but some of your own fans you were a bit annoyed at the end down at Dumbarton. Yeah, negative. Uh, yeah, just a bit negative. Um, and I went over to, to ask him why. Um, look, I'll wear my heart on my sleeve. Um, I'll stick up for myself. I'll stick up for my players. Um, and it was just one of the things that happened. Did a few things to say. They had a few things to say back. Um, I went in after, into the dressing room. Um, and spoke to the players about it and it has been the players have been speaking about it for the last few or more than the last few weeks um, about things coming for the for the stands look I'm all for criticism as long as it's constructive Paul I just feel that some of it's no been um, but I had a good chat with some of the fans after the game outside the stadium good. Um, and I said to them listen my door's always open see if you want to come in and see me come in and see me so hopefully they'll come in tomorrow night and we can talk things through because I think that's the way it's got to be done as men, eye to eye, and have a, yeah. a good chat about it. So they can come and see you. They can come night. and see me anytime they Brilliant. want. Anytime. Excellent. It's a great policy. Yeah. And for any, for a supporter of any club, but for a manager to offer to open his door and, and, and have a, just as you say, just some adults sitting down talking about football, Barry giving them an insight as to what he's thinking, what why he does certain things, what he's trying to achieve in the next couple of weeks, in the next couple of months. And for supporters to then say to Barry, who oh, why don't you do this? Have you ever thought about trying that? So having a good open conversation is brilliant and Nala fans must be delighted to get that response Because I respect Paul, I respect them because they pay money, they sure. travel. Yep. I, I totally understand that. But we need to get a good connection between the fans and the players and that's important to me and that's why my door will always be open for them to come in and have a chat and hopefully we can sort a few things out. It's just a small minority. Maybe they, they're frustrated. Look, we were good the first half. We went 1-0 up, but we weren't so good in the second half. I totally get that. I totally understand that. I was frustrated. So were my players. Um, it's tight But I just yep. think there's too much negativity yeah. going about at times. Um, I'm all for, as I said a couple of minutes ago, I'm sure. all for criticism as long as it's constructive and Barry Ferguson has given the offer come in and talk to me the men yeah. and women who maybe feel that way uh, Queen's Park is still top of the table that was some game they had there on 16 points and it's tight as you well know Barry Dumbarton Cove Rangers you play them this weekend then Montrose uh, Dumbarton and Cove on 14 Montrose on 12 and then Alloa and Falkirk Airdrie and Clyde on 11 then Peterhead yeah. on 6 Paul well, it's going to be one of the leagues I think Mark actually yeah. says it at the start of the season it's, it's going to be wide open um, teams are going to take points off whether it's top against bottom every team can beat each other um, it's just trying to get that level of consistency but look uh, we'll probably look back on this in a few months albeit we're disappointed we wanted to get the three points it's a good point the Barton um, are in fine form they had a brilliant result away to Falkirk last week they beat Falkirk who are one of the favourites um, but listen it's part of football as yeah. it says look I'm a passionate guy the fans are passionate Hopefully we can sit down um, together 
and sort this out. Let's go back in the line. 0808 17 17 700. It's the Go Radio Football Show. Derek's on, a Rangers fan. Good evening, Derek. Hey, good evening, panel. Hey, can I make a, a, a quick point? This point is me feeling the pressure a wee bit because he was meant to be one of the favourites of that. Like, who's feel? Am I feeling the pressure? You're feeling the pressure a wee bit, Barry, uh, because yeah, you haven't been doing that well this season. You're feeling the pressure. We're only five points off the top, six. Derek. Rangers Celtic's only six points off the top as well, but he'll be feeling the pressure there, manager. I'm sure. Oh, it's still early doors. It's only seven games in. Far too early. <laughs> Derek, uh, what about your own uh, Rangers? Uh, 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 yes, my, my main point was, I can't believe Barry, you say that was a penalty uh, to Dundee on Saturday. I think if you watch it again... It's a penalty, Derek. It's a penalty all no, day long. It's not, <laughs> not a penalty. It is a penalty. If you watch it again, he, di- he, he, dives over, he dives over McLaughlin. I think a lot of people would agree with me. I think he played for the penalty. Well, I disagree with you. I think it was a penalty. What do you think, Mark? Do you think it was a penalty? Yeah, I said that at the top of the show, Derek. I think it's a clear penalty kick. And I also think Bobby Madden called it right by giving a yellow card. I don't think it was a red card. But um, I think when you look at John McLaughlin's expression, John McLaughlin's more concerned about not the fact that he feels McMullen has dived or made a play for it. He's more concerned about am I getting a yellow or a red here so I think you can tell by John McLaughlin's reaction you look at his face he he clearly feels it was a penalty kick um, as well Derek uh, well, well, I disagree with that and I, I said at the start of the season Paul that the Celtic manager would come up into a lot of criticism if they didn't go off to a good start mm-hmm. and Mark rubbish me off at the start of the season I noticed Mark's now changed his tune a wee bit tonight uh, I think I'll come on. I think he'll be away by Christmas. His record's worse than Pedro Casino's. Well, we don't know if he's going to be away because you, you think he might be. You might well be proved right there. We'll wait and see how it goes. Um, at Christmas, what I've said is that um, I think the honeymoon for me, Pierce. I think now the honeymoon period for for Ange Postecoglou is over. He's still got a lot of challenges. He's inherited a shambles, and that's why I'm cutting him slack. I said in the program on Friday night or Thursday night. Um, you can let him away with a few things just now. A year from now, if Celtic were losing one nil at uh, a Livingston, drawing one each in the United, you know you'd be looking at drawing the curtains on him. But at the moment, you've got to cut him slack. He's 10, 12 weeks in the job, and again, I'll repeat, he inherited a shambles, and there's still a hell of a lot of work to be done. Not just on the park, about improving the quality and the depth of the squad off the park. Still, key positions to be filled in the in the backroom uh, staff that helps make up a football department, and also. Uh, a working relationship whether it's the chief executive whether it's Michael Nicholson going forward or somebody else coming in permanently but they're all key roles at a club that helps a team win on a Saturday so Celtic have got a good a good distance to go on that but certainly um, as I said massive game well Thursday night at home to buy a Leverkusen for Celtic in front of 55 60,000 of their own supporters and then Petordry on Sunday so two huge games for, for the manager and the players uh, I was rather Rangers were playing first on Saturday but unfortunately yeah, Sunday but unfortunately or not because I think we can put even more pressure on them if, if Rangers had beat Hibs and I think that would be a very difficult game I think the two of them could be very difficult uh, Sunday afternoon they both of them Rangers and Celtic yeah. Do you yeah, think Hearts and Hibs can continue? Derek do you think they will be a threat to Rangers and Celtic? Uh, yes I do uh, 
but I would rather beat them in the cup semi-final and maybe get a draw with them at Ibrox mm-hmm. on Saturday because they're a long way to go in the season but I think Stephen Gerrard will need to win one of the cups this season mm-hmm. uh, He'd love to win a cup obviously and it's a great chance for Stephen Gerrard but it's also it could be a banana skin Barry if, if they don't win the League Cup Yeah that's one of the things that he's he wasn't happy about last season getting put yep. out both quarter-final Scottish Cup and League Cup now they're in a semi-final they've got a brilliant opportunity to get to the final um, but Saturday, Sunday sorry against Hibs is massive Jack Ross is talking up his team um, my only worry with Hibs and Hearts going the full season is the size of their squads and the quality yeah. within their squads mm. if they pick up suspensions and injuries if they get good enough squads to, to carry that through um, but if, in terms of starting 11s they've got, both of them are strong mm-hmm. both Hearts and Hibs Derek, you came on a wee bit like Mr. Uh, Mr. Angry. Remember in Radio 2 they used to have that and Steve Wright? <laughs> Mr. Angry. I thought, oh, he's going to go at everything. Anything else you want to have a he's go always at? Mr. Angry. Oh, no, no, he's just... Uh, it was funny, Derek. You took it a wee bit. Uh, yeah. I, I avoided you that week, Barry, when uh, Edward played and scored two goals. Ah, uh, see, I avoided you. <laughs> 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 Shit, are you barring him? No, because Barry said, no, bring it on there, Derek. I was just watching and listening because I thought you were going to talk about Rangers initially and you're like, no, Barry, you feeling the pressure? I'm feeling the pressure. Exactly. Listen, won every single game. Of course. Is Derek right though? Are you feeling the pressure? No, listen. Yeah, you put yourself under pressure to win games. It's a good point, but listen, yep. we go to try and win three points. That's mm-hmm. it. But listen, I don't think there's anything. We're having a chat with fans and of course. And um, having a bit of dialogue. And yep. listen, I hope that they turn up tomorrow night and have yep. a chat with mm-hmm. us because I'll have a kettle on, have a cup of tea, get the biscuits out and have a, a good a good chat and see what their issues is I'll tell them what mines are mm-hmm. and we'll sort it out like men should do what biscuits the Tunnocks were there yesterday well, they? Boy's daughter was uh, there yeah, yeah. and the uh, man Fergus and, the, and they were there as well oh it was magic yeah it was Beautiful. superb uh, Aldi did stuff as well I must keep the sponsors happy <laughs> uh, Derek no actually we love that though that's what we're doing oh, here on the Go Radio we're right. getting honest uh, opinions there I like I yeah. like Derek's calls good I like those calls right on it no messed about. Get along to the Indo drill on Saturday, Derek. If you're not uh, going to, because Rangers don't play. Come and support me, Derek. No, see what a game that's going to be. When we're talking about yep. good fixtures, Aloha against Cove Rangers, Barry Ferguson yep. against Paul, Paul Hartley. Hartley. Brilliant game at the Indo drill arena on Saturday afternoon. The news is next. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Barry Ferguson, former Rangers and Scotland captain, is with us tonight, Wednesday and Friday. Mark Guidi is here tonight on Friday. Paul Cooney here. Rob here tomorrow night. Stephen Cragen is on. And John Harson, big John tomorrow night. Davy Proven with us on Wednesday along with Barry. Craig Moore on Thursday along with Leanne Crichton. And we're here on Friday night. 0808 17 17 700. Great first hour. Some Celtic fans on. Jamie making some great points. He was at the match yesterday. He's not happy. And who could be Celtic fans after another chance has gone to narrow the gap or maintain that gap with Rangers. Rangers go further ahead at the top, but at the moment the threat comes from Old Ricky. It's Hibbs on 15 <laughs> points, Hearts on 15 as well. Sending like the Lord Provost to Glasgow here. Rangers on 16, Hibbs and Hearts on 15, Motherwell on 14, Dundee United on 11, Celtic on 10. What about Motherwell? Uh, I, do you know yeah, what? You I mean, what, what a bit of form there. And, yeah. um, obviously go and get a great point at Ibrooks. Um, I mean, the first game of the season... There were a lot of people were saying they were going to struggle. They were going to be down the bottom end of the table. But what a run Graham Alexander and these players have been mm. on! And again, against Ross County, who gets a winning goal? Tony Watt. Is there a chance of Tony Watt being in the, the Scotland squad tomorrow? The form he's in. Just 
when I'm watching Tony Watt just now, he looks to me if he's in a good place, mm -hmm. happy place. Mm -hmm. He's eventually found a club I think that suits him, and uh, Muddle suits Tony Watt and vice versa. Um, so look, he's in the form of his life. He's settled because he said for me, Tony Watt's a good player. Yeah, he's had too many clubs. Sure. He's not found the right place, but Muddle seems that he's really settled at Muddle he's enjoying his football and he's in fine form so there's a right good chance he can get called up by Scotland tomorrow I mentioned Tony Watt a couple of weeks ago on the programme Paul saying that he's got to be a contender and his goal um, on Saturday afternoon the way he finished it really good clean finish into the bottom corner I think Shea Adams and, and Lyndon Dykes they're, they're, they're gimmies all day long they're the first picks for the manager for Steve Clark and rightly so mm -hmm. You then look down at striker number three or, or, or number four, and, and Tory Watt's got him in there. Kevin Nisbet, he's terrific the striker, but I don't know if he's still carrying a wee mm -hmm. injury. Paul just doesn't look quite as sharp. Maybe I'm doing him a disservice, but certainly if Tory Watt is in the squad tomorrow, and I'm not saying necessarily at the expense of Kevin Nisbet, I wouldn't say that, but if Tory Watt's mm -hmm. included, um, absolutely, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I think he'd deserve it. Three o'clock tomorrow. Yep, yeah, you look at his goal, he actually, his first touch takes it away for goal mm -hmm. he doesn't take it in towards it so that makes the finish even even better but Tony Watt he, he looks to me it's the fittest I've seen him good press tomorrow Hamden 3 o'clock Joe Henry will be there for Go Radio uh, Craig what about that shout Craig and Cumbernauld uh, Tony Watt for Scotland well listen uh, uh, you know not to sound like wise after the fact but I was on the show a few weeks ago yeah. after the last international break and I was saying Tony Watt would be a shout because you did? Yep. We're, we need a, something a bit different yep. and some goals and he's the for me he's the standout right now that I would I would absolutely be, be selecting and uh, alas the nation can he score on big occasions everyone says <laughs> is Barcelona big enough <laughs> exactly <laughs> Craig that, you did I remember you said it on the programme a couple of weeks ago so so that's tomorrow at three and Barry it starts again we get ready for the Israel game have we got our tickets for the match that's, a, that's up to a you. week on Saturday, right? The 9th Saturday, great, night, 5 o'clock oh. kick-off at Hamden. Craig, that's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Craig, are you going to be there? Um, I will not be there, unfortunately, because the tickets sold it like gold dust. Yeah. Um, I think as soon as the last game was done, so when I went to book them, realising how big it was, mm -hmm. they were already gone. So I'll start watching the, the television sure. with a few... Light beverage. Indeed. Well, we'll talk about it tomorrow night, but we've got so much on this week, and I know you'll be thinking about Sparta Prague shortly. But uh, any thoughts mm. on Dundee? There's so much coming up. We want to move on as well. But you know, your team's mm. top of the table. I know you were on last week, not at their best. Yep. We keep saying this, but your leaders. Well, this is the thing. Look, we are at the top of the table, and I think we have to, you know, accept that and go. Yep, six points in front of Celtic. But you know, we're a slip up at the weekend away from no longer being at the top because if Hibs come and beat us, which at the form we're in just now, I'm not entirely sure I could say for certain won't happen, then they'll go above us. So it's it's so tight and I think we have to just start going through the gears now. We need to start finding that that level because we're at a point now where, you know, you're going to October, you've got, a, a, you know, a couple of months as a run-in coming with European games and then you've got a cup semi-final. Um, you know, you're looking at if you get if we can win the cup semi-final a potential for an old firm final as well so there's big big pressure games and it's, it's you know we've had enough time now to get whatever this has gone on out of the mm -hmm. system and it, I think it is time for them to, to step up to the mark um, and I think you know we've been perhaps fortunate with some refereeing decisions over the last couple of weeks um, which I suppose is a wider point to be made because I think the refereeing is, is getting abominably 
poor the weekend there I think the worst decision I've ever seen in my life was made by Kevin Clancy I don't know why that's not a penalty mm-hmm. same last week when Motherwell should have a stone baller against us and I thought on a different day whilst I can agree with the sentiment it's probably not a red I think the guys would agree with me another referee might well have sent John McLaughlin off yeah. um, mm-hmm. so it's lucky to draw and I think we need to we can't rely on that mm-hmm. too often um, yep. and, and yeah, I think yeah, also Kevin Clancy missed a shocker Seacrest on a badder I mean that was a yeah. shocker. Yeah. I mean that that's a that's a, a red card. Um, Hibbs got a penalty kick yesterday that was never a penalty kick either. That, that uh, was, with, with John Beaton. That was a joke. So there was a few uh, mistakes. Well, well, he call them red cards for for uh, for Jenks at Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. That that was a red card. The two yeah. yellows I thought uh, was deserved. So yeah, as much as Dundee United should have had a penalty yesterday, I agree with you. Okay, but also Dundee United should have been down to ten men. That's a good yeah, point. You saw the talk me through yeah. the the Hibs penalty. Why mm-hmm. on earth? Hibs get a penalty. What what can McCart do there? What how can he get out of the way? I think what is he no even two yards from him? And it struck it some it pace. Yeah. Yep. And he's not some, outstretched his arms, his no. hands have gone into his chest. I, I, I couldn't believe I couldn't believe yeah. that decision. What can players do in cases like that? It's just can't, it's impossible. Can't do, can't yeah, think, you can't do nothing with that. All like, you can do, um the only thing that can help rectify things like that is VAR. Yeah, do we want far? I don't know if we do. I, yeah. I'm only saying that you know, for example, um, should Dundee United have had a penalty? Should Dundee United yeah. have had a, a red card? Should um, Hibs have had a penalty yesterday? Should um, Johnny sure. Hayes have been 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 red carded? Should John McLaughlin have been red carded? Okay. Var Var clears those things. I think up. Craig makes a good point. If that's another referee, it could be a red card. Yeah. For me, I'm giving my honest opinion. I think that was a correct decision a yellow card but if it's another referee I've seen referees red card Craig let's look to Thursday Sparta Prague here's your manager we love it we love playing in Europe it's the reason why we, we fought so hard over the years to, to, to be at this level we're, we're disappointed not to you know, qualify against Malmo uh, but we had to move on pretty quickly from that we did and um, now it's about trying to get off the mark in, in, in the group and trying to get maximum points if we do we, we've recovered our bad start against Lyon but it'll be a tough game um, but the lads will be ready and we're always excited in Europe to go anyway and try and get a result for our fans Craig you can hear how much he loves Europe well listen I think this is the thing we, you know we haven't got going in nope. Europe either which mm-hmm. I think is what's probably concerned a lot of Rangers fans more mm-hmm. is the fact that even during rough patches in the three years Gerard's been there we've always been brilliant in Europe you know we've bounced back for a poor defeat or a poor draw at the weekend and then went and put in a, a you know a performance in Europe and we've not done that yet so you know we need to do that this week it's a tough game you know I know that Sparta Prague put you know eight goals yep. past Celtic last season and yes there's mitigation for that but that shows you they're not mugs mm-hmm. um, and it was difficult the last thing we were in the Czech Republic I anticipate the same um, I mean, we're not I think this is the, the biggest point is it, you need to take chances we're not going to get the kind of chances that Livingston or Dundee or Motherwell were given us to go and score goals you're not going to get 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 chances against Sparta Prague so we have to take them when they come um, I'm reasonably confident that we can go and, and, and win the game um, but we have to I think I think we do have to be somewhere close to our best um, if we are to because we all are going to win the group so it's about finishing second now and at least making sure you've got European football after after Christmas I think Guys, the problem is you can't flick a switch we need to be at our best on Thursday night you've said there which is fine but Rangers haven't been anywhere near their best in a number of games this season I would have Sparta Prague 
being at home, the home advantage. I know there's some issues with the crowd and who might be in the crowd and etc. etc. But but that said, I would have to have Sparta Prague um, purely basing on what I've seen from Rangers this season. Sparta Prague is the favourites, and you're right. Rangers will get a couple of chances. They always do, and they always play well away from home. Um, but if you look at the the last European away fixture when they get into the the the, the Europa League. Um, they missed a couple of really good chances Morelos and, um, missed a couple so you need to take their chances when they're given to you Sparta Prague you would expect to create chances of their own and really put whether it's Alan McGregor or John McLaughlin um, under pressure but I would have Sparta Prague favourites to win the game so if Rangers can avoid defeat on Thursday night I think it's a fantastic result for them I, I think they need to bring the A game because I, I think it's going to be a, a, a tough game they're a decent outfit I don't know how many players are still there for the played mm-hmm. Celtic I've not looked through the squads but when I watched them against Celtic they were a decent outfit good players and it's going to be a feisty encounter so Rangers need to make sure I think they'll take a wee bit of confidence from um, Saturday up at Dens Park with no conceding any goals they need to make sure they don't concede but don't come home with a defeat they need to make sure they come away with something Mark, the, the, game. F- the fans have been told not to travel haven't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they'd be wise not to you given the bad don't. feeling I know it was uh, Slavia no, Prague it's, but it's just, yeah. keep, just keep away for a number of reasons right. just just keep away yeah. let, let the team get out let them focus on what they need to do on the pitch um, we hope that you know other things off the pitch there's nothing untoward yeah. um, going on so just concentrate in the 90 minutes Rangers fans sit and watch the game um, at home Stephen Gerrard and the players fully understand the situation mm-hmm. um, and like I said I think you know it could be backs to the wall for long spells on, on Thursday night for Rangers they just need to stay compact they need to show belief, they need to defend uh, for their lives. They can draw on their European experiences of the past three years, as Craig has said, but they're going to have to, I think, to to avoid defeat, it's possibly going to have to be their best performance of the season if they're going to avoid defeat on Thursday night. Here's James Tavenier speaking about his 300th appearance. The roller coaster, and obviously towards the end of this stint where we've had obviously last season, which has been you know successful in the league, um, but you know we want to improve on that. We want to improve, you know, trying to get Champions League next season be better in domestic cups so we're always wanting more we're always more hungry um, but it's been a great journey but it's you know still got loads to go and yeah, can't wait to see what the future brings and he spoke about the goal it was great quality both obviously seeing Joe's run and Joe's um, showing great composure which he's done this season in around the box and he's finished off the, the goal so yeah great goal that we scored we'd probably like to create more chances clear cut but as long as we keep it out the back of the net, then you know that's uh, that's the main aim, and you know go home with three points. That was more like the the Rangers uh, who won the title. Yeah, I, I liked that interview. He wants more. Yep. Um, last year, league title wasn't enough. They want more cups. They're in a semi final. Um, Scottish Cup still to come, and they want to play in the Champions League. Um, and to go straight into the Champions League, you need to win the league title. Um, so. Good interview there for James Tavernier, positive um, and it seems to me not just James Tavernier but the whole squad are hungry to get more trophies. Mark and uh, Craig, this was his reaction to the game. Three points, clean sheet. You know, it wasn't the prettiest games that we would have liked it but, you know, we, we, we've seen it over the line. You know, we found a way to win the game and keep the ball out of the net and John's pulled off a, a great save for the penalty. Great save from him, but yeah, really happy that we came away with three important points. That's the progression of how much we've evolved as a team and the experience that we've had with each other um, now for a few years to see out the game. And you know, we did that last season, and you know, it's about doing it this season and improving on that. So you know, it was a gritty game, but 
Our first and foremost job is to get three points, and we did. And we're just happy to get the clean sheet. Craig, as a big Rangers fan, it took two full seasons for Steven Gerrard to get Rangers in position, yep. to chase for the title, and then to win it by 25 points. What are your thoughts uh, on Celtic at the moment? And Ange Postacoglu and, and the changes there. Have you a view on what's happening? Well, look, I think there's two things for me. You do, as Mark says, given this, the circumstances that Ange Postacoglu has walked into, mm-hmm. those elements of slack that he has to get. Um, but I think, you know, looking at the circumstances they're in, what has been made clear over the last couple of weeks is that they're only, you know, yes, they're missing a number of players, but I, I would argue, that, you know, if they're missing one or two players, they're in big trouble anyway. So that that for me means we just need to make sure, no matter how we do it, we keep winning games. And if they drop points, it's a bonus for me. Celtic dropping points to the United yesterday was mm-hmm. the furthest thing I, feel I imagined would happen. So that's yeah. an absolute bonus mm-hmm. for that to occur. Um, I, I just, if I'm being brutally honest, mm-hmm. I can't see, even with a January transfer window, which is notoriously difficult to get key players in, I think if we just keep going and can keep getting wins, I don't, I can't see Celtic being able to really overly keep up pace. I'm not saying it'll be 25 points. I'm not saying no. that, um, because, but I still think we'll win the league, and I think it will be a reasonably comfortable margin if we can just keep winning games and, and, and getting going because they're in, in baller. And I, you know, I think Ange, listening to what he was saying um, after the game and all that, I think he's starting mm. to feel a bit hot under. Under the call. So you're not worried about the return of Kyogo, McGregor, Forrest, and, and maybe some of these new players settling in, or McCarthy, does he get a run? I'm not no. well look, they're key players for Celtic, there's no question of that. But you know, if if Celtic are hanging their hat and saying, Yep, as soon as these guys come in, everything will just work itself out, that's not really gonna happen and you can't guarantee that another injury mm-hmm. won't happen. It's a long season yep. with a lot of games. Um so, and as yeah. I say, at the end of the day, even if they come in and storm it, as long as we are winning games, that is the most important thing. Then it means whatever they do, we're already six in front. Yep. So, we've Momentum. actually given ourselves mm. wiggle room momentum. And there's a bit of wiggle room there. We could have a slip up. You know, Celtic now need, we need to drop, I think, six or seven points for Celtic to overturn us and they would need to keep winning. So already you're, you get a bit of wiggle room where even if we drew with Hibs at the weekend, yep. it's not a disaster. Um, but that's what we have to do, pick up points. Sunday's a, I think Sunday's a, a, a big marker for League Two. That, that should be getting into the second international break, almost the first round of fixtures um, completed in terms of the the, the Premiership. Um, so yeah, I think you know Rangers v Hibs at Ibrox, Aberdeen v Celtic at Petardry. You know, come uh, five o'clock on Sunday night, Paul. Mm-hmm. A real, I think we'll have a much much better idea of what it's all about. It's going to be some day. Yeah, in terms of Celtic, I've never seen it coming mm. either. The, the result yesterday. No. Um, and that's a, a nice surprise for Rangers. And it look, look back on the, the Muddle game when they were disappointed in dropping two points. Now Celtic done that yesterday. They've got away with one. Um, six points. But Sunday, Celtic going up to Aberdeen, um, who are known the best form either. And Hibs coming to Ibrox, who are in good form. Rangers ain't in good form. It's going to be a massive Sunday. Aberdeen eight games without a win. Is the manager under pressure? Uh, I don't think he is, Paul, because he, you know he's been brought in by by Dave Cormack, the chairman, yeah. who is very much his appointment. So I think, like we've been talking about with Postecoglou 
Um, I, I don't think by any stretch of imagination Stephen Glass inherited a shambles but he, he inherited a very steady squad inherited a squad from Derek McInnes that had been very very good uh, for eight years but I think it was time for a change for Derek's sake and and for the club's sake but when you look at the Aberdeen squad and, and the backing that Dave Cormack has, has given Stephen Glass I don't think Dave Cormack will be happy at all with his return so far I don't think that Stephen Glass will be happy with it and I don't think Scott Brown I'll be happy with it but you look through the squad there um, Aberdeen need to turn up uh, on Sunday really interesting you know Scott Brown back to play against Celtic I don't know if Callum McGregor's back in time that would have been interesting you know Scott Brown against uh, Callum McGregor but uh, as I said come five o'clock on Sunday we'll have a much better idea and if Celtic don't win on Sunday Paul if they can't go up to Petodre and win and again that'll be another away game on the road without a victory then you, you you would have to say no. Nah, I don't think they're, they're they're close to it in terms of being being champions. But if they do win on Sunday, that's a that's a marker to say yeah we can do it. Yeah, in terms of Aberdeen, mm-hmm. you do look at the players that they've got, and I'm just looking at their bench: McGeoch, uh, Jet, yep. Declan Gallagher, yep. Longstaff, who they got in loan for for Newcastle. Newcastle. Yep, he's been backed. They're a strong, strong squad, Aberdeen. We'll come back to Aberdeen uh, after the break. Before you go, Craig, what's your scoreline? Is it a draw? You think? Again, you know, on oh, against Sparta. Thursday. Yeah, I think. Um, I think so. Yeah. I, if I'm honest with you, I want us to win, but I, I reckon sure. we'll probably I want each draw, in my opinion. But I would like us to get the, the three points off you. Thanks for the call. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Monday evening with the A team. I have been disciplined for saying the B team at the beginning. It was a bit of an in-house joke. It's not funny, not interesting. It's Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi, and Barry Ferguson. <laughs> Who's pulling you up, Rob? You were pulling me up. <laughs> <laughs> the, the captain, Captain McLean. Um, he was busy at the weekend, wasn't every time I switched on the telly, he was on. <laughs> 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 yep, and uh, yeah, he did that. So I'm doing the Celtic game yesterday. Yeah. And Rob will be with us tomorrow night. So looking forward to that. Big John Hartson will be here. He'll have something to say about Celtic. He won't be happy. He, yeah, no. he was He was uh, doing Celtic TV yesterday, John Boyle. Yeah. Very honest, you know, a brutal assessment at the end of the, the ninety minutes, and um, you know, I think a lot of Celtic fans agreed with what he had to he had to say. It's not good enough. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. Celtic fans, what do you think? Of course, it's not over. Barry Ferguson's saying that, and I heard the manager was saying that as well. Nobody is saying it's over, but if you go six points behind, and it's a game against Dundee United, they were expected to win to do what they did against St Mirren or Dundee. The home form had been good, but they couldn't score. But is that any surprise when you look at the, what's on the bench and who's in the starting lineup? Yeah, yeah. There's a shortage of quality. There's a shortage of depth. You know, the manager just didn't have um, enough time to get what he wanted to, to do um, behind the scenes as well. That's when you know the, the, it probably starts to hit home. The lack of chief scout, head of recruitment, whatever you want to call it. Who is in charge of that? Uh, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a guy's name that I don't recognise um, at all, Paul. But um, he's he's kind of fronting it up just now. And again, I think that's maybe where there's a frustration for the Celtic supporters. Yes, results aren't good enough, but I think they feel there's a a lack of information um, coming out from within the club and what is happening with the structure. You know what's going on. How's Gordon Strachan's review going on? Is is he still having the review now that Don McKay's not there? You know, just we we things that's going on at the, at the club. Do they want a director of football structure? Uh, is Ange happy um, with the makeup of the backroom squad? So there's all sorts of uh, different things. But for the football on Sunday, um, going to Petodre, Celtic under Ange Postecoglou need to show that they can win on the road. 
need to show that they can win ugly. Need to show that, do you know what? I love my plan A. I love the way I want my players to play football. But see, now and again, I might just need to change my philosophy for the sake of getting three points, particularly when you go on the road, particularly when you're missing Kyogo, you're missing Carl McGregor. You might need to change it a little bit. So they've been to Livingston, they've been to Tynecastle, they've been to Ibrox, they've not won. Celtic need to go and show they can win on the road. Listen, it's great to play great football, attractive football, attacking football, but see when you go and you win ugly, next day, next couple of days, people might say, oh, it wasn't the best performance. Mm-hmm. See two or three, four weeks down the line, look back at it, what was the most important thing you got? Yep. Three points. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. Reagan's on the line. Good evening, Reagan. Oh, how are you doing, all right? Good, thanks. Yourself, what about yesterday? Oh, I was there and I just feel like uh, Dundee Eggie played really well. First yeah. of all, I'm going to talk about Dundee Eggie. I, I thought they played really well. I thought a term course has got them playing well. I mean, they're one of the first teams I've seen for a long time. They, could, they went to Celtic Park and played football, which I've not seen for a while. Um, but in terms of Celtic, Paul, I said to Chris on the phone, I think that in terms of Celtic, I think the squad has been showing now, Paul. I said this to them. I feel it's a on on Google. Um, I just feel like Celtic squad they're really showing because if you look at it, I mean, I mean on the bench yesterday, Celtic get a guy called Moffat who played in the Celtic B squad this season, and and you look at it, people are saying Celtic get a great transfer window, but I think now it's just getting shown up in terms of um, McGregor how important he is. Yeah. Through the hashy. I mean, I know that McGregor's an important player, but I think if you look at Rangers, I mean, if Rangers are missing one top player, they can bring one in. Celtic just don't have that at the moment. Sure. Yeah, it, see, looking at it, when you look at Celtic's bench, you've got Welsh, Montgomery, Scott Bain, who's a goalkeeper, beat on, most mostly plays at centre back. Mm. And Liam Scales. That's yep. five, well, four defenders, one goalkeeper. So it shows you there's there's um, there's no much options attacking wise. And you saw that against when Livingston, he had nobody to throw. Yeah, in. he did. And I'm honest with you, I watched that game and um, Celtic were poor. Mm-hmm. That's the poorest I've seen them against Livingston. Take away the, the surface, everybody complains about it, but enough of the players or most of the players would have played on artificial surfaces that's that's not an excuse it's great we're a Glasgow radio station we want to talk mainly about the West but it's great what Reagan's saying there look no, at the, it's, t- it's, the team of the week look at Smith McMahon and Harks in the team of the week there in the Scottish Sun today I like yeah. Ian Harks aye yeah good player yeah um, I, I like him I've watched him he's been the D-Rides for about a year or so um, now and um, he's yeah very good football I, 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 like I didn't him. know that was his dad that played at Liverpool and West Ham and is, that his, is that his oh. missus at Celtic as well? Yeah, she's it, yeah. Yeah, she actually yeah. she scored yesterday as well, Paul. Get her in the team. <laughs> but it's a good, I mean, it's yeah, a good point get, that Regan yeah. made. If you actually look through the 18 and you look at the seven on the bench, yeah. there's no many options for the manager. It's a shambles. I, I mean, yeah, people, people are tiptoeing around the whole situation. This was the, you know, the biggest club, they said, in Scotland, winning nine in a row. Rangers had a terrible time. They've come back. What's happened to Celtic? Do you know what? Who's taking responsibility? I'm not having a go at Ange. No. I mean, time will tell in the next month or so. Yeah, but not. No, I mean, <laughs> I've just, just heard Barry 
half an hour ago saying that he's opening the doors tomorrow night yeah. to any support that wants mm-hmm. to come in and have a constructive conversation and a bit of dialogue about what he's trying to do and where he's trying to take the club and take feedback from the supporters as well in terms of how they think the teams are playing etc etc that's what the Celtic fans want I'm not saying Ange Postacoglu is going to open his door because you have 60,000 lining up along London Road but that said where is the dialogue from the Celtic board there, there again you know oh. said it repeatedly mm-hmm. Celtic supporters Paul um, without knowing what direction the club is going in without having a manager in place mm-hmm. pledged 30 million quid to their club in the summer on the back of 30 million quid the previous season without getting in to see uh, a game like all Scottish football fans that we said but I think the Celtic fans deserve information now they might not like what they've got to hear they might not agree with it but they deserve a bit of clarity and Mark and Reagan, I want to ask you and I want to ask Barry because Barry wasn't here the other night Mark came out with something Barry during the programme he said Martin O'Neill should be made the chairman of the club to bring them together I mean there'll be change Ian Bank has been in charge for nearly 10 years when I say in charge to be the chairman but it's time for change. There's going to be change at the board. What about that, Martin? And yeah, well, yeah. He knows the game inside out. He knows the club inside out. Um, him like a general manager, somebody above the manager. Where if he's struggling a wee bit, he's unsure. You can go and tap into that experience. He's a leader. Yeah, he's intelligent. And he's not looking to be the manager. No, you know, he's no. 69. I'm no, not being ageist, you know, but no, he'll be 17 in six months. No, it's just, he's, he's, Reagan, a, he's a leader. He bring leadership to the club Reagan, off the park. What do you think of that? I think Marnery would be great. I think in terms of, uh, Matt was talking about the restructure of the club. I seen on a platform last week that Celtic appointed a sport of science from uh, Tottenham. He used to be uh, Tottenham. Anton McElhorn. That's right. Yeah. Yep. You see it, Morton? Mm-hmm. He was. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Right. Yeah. 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 I think maybe they'll be hoppy, maybe. Yeah. I think they'll be hoppy, yeah. yeah. Okay. And Reagan, you welcome that. You kind of feel for Ange Postacoglu. I don't yeah. know him, um, yeah. and I may be wrong. And he's got good people on the bench. We we know we are, and I see Stephen McManus more than there was before. And what John Kennedy did by giving his testimonial money to charity was phenomenal. But it just doesn't look right. You know, you look at the Rangers bench and all the people that the manager brought in. Stephen Gerrard's in charge of football at Rangers at the moment. Yeah, he is. Hundred percent. Who's in charge at Celtic? and back the manager he's only been in 12 weeks or he has to go I mean it's one or the other there needs to be a certainty I don't mean that you can't guarantee Postacoglu is going to win but get behind them now yeah I mean I think in terms of the whole thing about people I've heard people saying Postacoglu needs to go if results don't go his way I would say to them right now this is a a transitional period for Postacoglu Mm -hmm. And Barry will know as well. I mean, you look at Stephen Gerrard when he first came in. Stephen Gerrard took three seasons for uh, to put things by Rangers, so it's not a quick fix. And also as well, and I'm not saying for a second get rid of Postacoglu. Absolutely not for a second. But who would you get if you did? Exactly. Who's there? It's the same old names that would have been there six months ago when people were speculating about Neil Lennon's future, or then when the club did part company with him in, in, in March time. I think it was, it was maybe, you know, I think with about eight, nine, ten, eleven different bookies' favourites over the course of a couple of months, then it became apparent that there was absolutely going to be Eddie Howe. So you've got you've got the same um, names again, and all they're going to do is walk into a club that well you are you allowed to bring in your own backroom staff? Was that a problem for Eddie Howe? Perhaps that was part of the decision uh, why he didn't take the job. 
where's my head of recruitment mm-hmm. do I have a director of football will I be allowed to bring in a director of football what's my scouting staff like what's my backroom staff like who's the chief executive who they report to mm-hmm. every day all those sorts of um, questions would, 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 would still have to be answered Barry you just moved into a new job at Alloa you have to change no matter what the size of the club is but you put your mark you put your stamp on it and we just don't know what's happening at Celtic yep and it does take a bit of time mm-hmm. but sometimes in football I'm afraid you don't get much time um, but listen he has got a bit it's, as Regan says it's a transitional period for Celtic he made a good point Stephen Gerrard had a few years to go and do it the, the board stuck behind them they backed them and it came good last year and they'll continue to back them but as I said you, you need your I'm, I was just thinking I was in a, a different mm. world there just thinking about the Martin O'Neill thing safe yeah. pair of hands as well I just came out Knows, with it. Yeah, yeah but yeah. someday like that oh no come in they'll stay out of the way but if you need to go and ask him anything just brings leadership Barry for me a presence you, you know me loved you he wanted to sign you for Aston Villa despite any... the fact he chucked ice at him <laughs> but if you need any help yeah he was there interfere, he but if he wanted it he's, he's just got presence he's mm. got charisma mm. leadership highly highly intelligent I just think it would signal a real positive change off the park and for a manager and a coach a good safety blanket as well for you you yeah. know what I mean mm. he knows the club inside out he's mm. he's it's a good shout. No bad for you. You've brought some of your team. You've brought some of your team in at Alloa. I mean, this yep. is so bl- glaringly obvious that nobody's saying it. Ange Postecoglou hasn't brought in anyone in the backroom team. I'm surprised he? at that, no. isn't it? I don't, he's it not is. been asked recently about that, Paul. Has he? Because I think he said away at the outset, give me time to review it. And I think Craig Moore, who knows him better than any of us, he said, no, he, he likes to go in and assess. Well, as I've said now, that's three months. Or, or, yeah. He was pointed July, August. Next week, we'll be for his, his fourth month um, at the club. So maybe second international break, maybe he will sit down. And maybe if it's with Michael Nicholson, he'll say, listen, Michael, this is what, if you want me to be a title winning manager, this is what we've got to do and we need to do it quickly. There are signs of frustration of you. You listen to the week before the transfer window ended, he was frustrated because deals were taken two and three weeks. Um, so there is there is signs of frustration there. And certainly the last couple of interviews, you can sense he's a frustrated manager. And he's doing all the interviews, isn't he, Reagan? He's on everything. You know, maybe John Kennedy, Stephen McManus can yep. work in the defence. You see him, a lot of managers do that. Let yep. their assistant, the first team coach. Yep, yep. Go, right, go on. Go on, you do your wee bit. I'll, I'll take a break right. for... Danny um, McAllister does the Premier Sports. Yep. And Regan, you know, it's difficult. There's thin, slim margins in football. And they had a f- moment a few weeks ago, the Ange Ball effect, and that might come back. But... It just seems to be isolated at the moment. And you you were there. The fans, there was quite a few boos yesterday, weren't there? Yeah, Paul, there definitely was boos around me. Um, and I think that Celtic fans just need to uh, suck it up at the moment because I know it's a £40 million season, but in terms of Postacoglu, he, he needs time um, to implement his ideas. And like you say, he's not even got a a scout or a head of recruitment as well. Reagan, see the, tell me this, see the booing yesterday in your opinion, was it aimed at Ange, was it aimed at the players, was it aimed at the board, who, who was who was bearing the brunt? I would say the, the board and the referee, probably. Because I think, I think if you're looking at Mark, I think the, the fans are, are on board with Ange, but they can see mm-hmm. what's happening. 
Um, I think in terms of Celtic, I think it's it's more like I'm kind of like in the position where I'm thinking Aberdeen away and Motherwell away yeah. so far so early on in the season it's so important already but in terms of Ange I think if he doesn't win those two games then pressure will start to go on him Regan are you going to go on Thursday night by a Leverkusen and what's the scoreline what do you reckon um, Paul I, I'm certainly not going to be, be able to go but I think this score will be probably I'm going to go 2-1 by Leverkusen 2-1 by Leverkusen and Reagan, how good is it to be back though you know it wasn't a, a bad day yesterday we were at the Kilt Walk I was in Dumbarton Barry just after you'd been there um, and it was great early late summer early autumn what's it like being back at the Dumbarton game rock. yeah indeed yeah it was oh, rocking Paul, yesterday Paul I mentioned the programme on Saturday I went to watch, uh, watch Motherwell against Ross in yeah. Ross County mm-hmm. and uh, I, I thought it was um I, I, I mean, it's so good to be back yep. um, to see the games. I, I actually managed to uh, meet Grim Alexander in the players after the game as well. So ah, I've been to them for, for, Great. for talking mm. to me after the game. Re- Regan, I've only seen the highlights. What was Tony Watt like for a full 90 minutes? Um, I, I, I mean, I thought he'd done well. I just wanted to ask you guys. I mean, I think he'd be in a shoot for a. Yeah, that's what Mark said earlier on. Barry, I think you agree as well. Yeah, yeah. listen, he's in, in top form. I said that. that that's the best I've yep. seen Tony Watt looking um, in terms of his performances on the pitch. And he, he looks to me if he's in a a real good place. Mm-hmm. And he's he, he's got a club that suits him. He's playing week in, week out, and he's playing he, he's playing some great stuff just now. And and listen, I seen his. I thought the goal was an excellent finish because he took his his touch away mm-hmm. for the goal and. Um, he smashed it past the goalkeeper so Tony Watt he's in me a great shout he may be getting into that Scotland squad Chris is producing tonight can we go on till 8 there's so much in the go Chris oh got off now no we'll be back in a minute Reagan, great shout good to hear from you The Go Radio Football Show download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from 5 Go Radio Football Show the Monday evening edition Barry Ferguson Mark Weedy Polkin there's been loads of your calls tonight some great points as well from yeah. all of you there's been so much we could easily go on till 8 but we will be off at 7 tonight Mark you're just thinking no, it's, yeah. it's br- when you said that Paul the calls yeah. Been great, been a real flow of callers, Celtic supporters, Rangers supporters, and it's brilliant. For two hours, I've just talked about football. Brilliant to talk about the football. Yep. And Derek coming yep. on trying to wind us up. I did. Oh, I liked that. It was a, it was a slight <laughs> tackle uh, from Derek. We're going to hear from uh, Ange Postacoglu when Chris looks at me so he can come and fix this for me. We're going to hear him talking about Thursday night. We heard Stephen Gerrard speaking. I mean, what a week this is. Rangers mm. playing Sparta Prague. Celtic playing Bayer Leverkusen so we'll hear from the managers in a moment or two and at the weekend I think you probably all know what happened because we all love our football and love all our sport you get petrol okay today and everyone should be keep calm Barry isn't it so I actually get in the car and I had a look I'm three quarters I've got three quarters of a tank that's plenty I'm I'm not too bad just now Um, but hopefully it doesn't get as bad as what, what people are saying there is plenty it's just getting the drivers there but they will they'll get the petrol to 
the station. Do you get a driver to take your car? To oh the yeah, yeah. Station? Well, I've got the same uh, garage as you this morning, but I don't get the. Just send Dunbar Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> right here is Stephen Jared. Right, he was looking back at Rangers' win, top of the table at Dundee. Yeah, listen, we we knew what type of game to expect when we when we came here. Um, I think there's certain SPFL games coming away from home where you know you've got to hustle, you've got to grind, you've got to fight, you've got to do the ugly bits. And um, I thought to a man today, we were really honest. I thought we tried to defend as well as we can. Look, there's still bones we can pick out of it in, in possession, out of possession. You know, at times at the end, we could have went and killed the game with a bit more quality. But we've come here for three points. I think the players have showed hunger for three points. And um, no one will remember how we got them um, in time. And I've also managed to keep people fresh for, for Thursday night. So a lot of positives to take away today. Joe Rebo getting the goal for Rangers. 24 hours later, Celtic drawing 1-1 with Dundee United. Lille Abada scoring in front of 50,000. But two minutes later... Hark's scoring for Dundee United. Injury update from the manager. Jura got, uh, yeah, he felt his hamstring, so we'll send him off for scans. And, and Maka was feeling the effects of, uh, I think, the tackle early on, so um, hopefully it's not too bad. So that's Juranovic and also McCarthy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, I think there was a couple of tasty tackles with uh, mm. with Fuchs. Um, He's a player at Dundee United that's impressed me um, as well, Paul. I'm not sure if it was Mickey Mellon uh, brought him in, Mickey. Barry. But yep. yeah, he, he's a he's a fine, real busy little uh, destroyer. You know, can get in, but, but talented as well. Just join in the game and, and, and help to, uh, to to piece it together. But uh, you know, more injury concerns mm-hmm. for um, for Celtic. But just when you mentioned Abada, I mean, took a real sore one from Seagrass. But but as much as you think he's a creator because he's a wide player, I'll tell you what, what a leap and finish for his goal. You know, the quality of the way he's just getting inside and boom, you know, Seagrass yeah. had, had no chance. Ralston took a knock as well. I'm feeling fine. Yeah, it was part and parcel, you know, there's been knocks here and there. Um, I can't speak for some of the other boys that picked up wee niggles today, but we'll get back in uh, to the training ground, regroup, focus again. Um, and we've got, like I said, we've got a big game come Thursday, so yeah, we're disappointed with the result. We wanted to win. We've got, you know, a point, but we, we focus on Thursday now and we go into that game head on. But six points behind Rangers so Europe is that going to be a relief for them although it's by a Leverkusen <coughs> this is the manager speaking uh, how do you motivate them do you have to for Thursday oh, it won't be hard motivating the players is it? You know, sometimes as a manager you just got to take the, the responsibility of the result away from the players because the players gave everything today like, they, like I said it's a game where we, we, we created enough chances to win uh, comfortably so and it wasn't for the want of trying you know with the crossbar three or four times so you know from that perspective players will be fine I'll make sure they're up for the game Thursday I think what's important is that you know, we get them to recover now and, and freshen them up Barry you shouldn't need to get motivated you're playing in front of 60,000 fans against um, a top team in Bayer Leverkusen in Europa League um, so that's the only motivation um, you, you should need um, look it's great both clubs in Europe but I'm I'm keenly looking at next Sunday that's a big mm-hmm. Sunday for both of them mm-hmm. and the league Celtic travelling to Petaudry Rangers who are not in great form but picking up wins mm. against an informed hub so it's, it's going to be a tasty tasty Sunday we'll talk about the European game on Wednesday night obviously um, so we won't go into it too much at the moment but can they get a win could Celtic win uh, I, I can't <coughs> excuse me Paul I can't see Celtic or Rangers winning um, no. on Thursday um, I think to be honest if both of them can get a point um, just bear in mind Rangers are going away from home Celtic at home, wee bit uh, fragile, the quality of Bayer Leverkusen, Jeremy Fringpong coming back to play at Celtic Park um, as well. Uh, I, I wouldn't be disappointed if both of them get a draw. What about St Mirren? 
finally Jim Goodwin got a win at the weekend. Yeah, I, I watched the game. game. Yeah, I, I watched yeah. the game. Um, obviously, St. Mun went up early doors. Yep. Um, Aberdeen showed a wee bit of character. Mm. They come down, but uh, look, the change in the game was was uh, the Aberdeen player getting sure. sent off, and after that. St Murn took advantage of it and um, thoroughly deserved the, the three points in the end because sometimes it's hard people don't realise when you come up against ten men they tend to sit behind the ball but Jim Goodman made a, a change um, brought Curtis Men on and went two up top and for me that change won them the game Could be a big win for, they needed the first win didn't they? Yeah, yeah. The, the first yeah. win of the season and you just need that to kickstart yourself um, Paul so it, it was a good one Joe Lewis who was disappointed with the winning goal uh, for St Mirren you know, just just wee signs there for Aberdeen that they just need to to regroup with souls. If you could say it looks as though they need one of those kind of old fashioned bonding days, Barry. You know, just maybe have a couple of beers. If there's signs in your chest, get it off your chest because in front of their own supporters, live on Sky uh, on 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 Sunday, Paul, it's a massive game for Stephen Glass and his players. Of course, and for Lewis, your nephew Lewis Ferguson, he wants to be in the Scotland squad tomorrow, announced at three o'clock for the match with Israel. Yeah, I, I'm sure. Well, I'm hoping he's going to be yeah. involved. Um, but he he'll be frustrated as well. He's I think as you mentioned at the start of the show, that's eight games without a win for Aberdeen. When you look at the squad and the the quality within the squad, um, they should be picking up more points. Um, but hopefully Lewis is is included. It was brilliant um, last month to see him get that first cap. Certainly was. Rangers on 16 points. Hibs and Hearts on 15. A quick word mark on. We mentioned Hibs earlier. What about Hearts? Yeah, I mean, another convincing uh, victory for them. Liam Bice. Uh, Liam, yeah. Liam Boyce, you know, what a, what a signing. Um, he's He's been from Craig Gordon, another uh, clean sheet. And I, and I think I've said before, just credit to Robbie Nielsen, Lee McCulloch, Gordon Forrest, the backroom staff, mm-hmm. because they went into this season under a bit of pressure you know, a lot of heart supporters were wanting change but they've certainly managed to to, to change the supporters' yeah. minds and what a signing Barry McKay could be oh, yeah. yeah, he saw a lot of the ball didn't he the highlights I he, saw he did refreshing it, meaning he, he's still at a good age I think Barry's only 26 mm. or 27 there's still loads of football in him so I think that's a shrewd piece of business the Robbie bringing in Barry McKay touch of the Grealish with the hair as well isn't there yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah, know what he's up to right. the hair the yeah. teeth are so yep good day for Hibs and Hearts you better we'll let you <laughs> <laughs> Motherwell uh, great win for them we mentioned them Dundee United getting the points Aberdeen we talked about them earlier St Johnson Mark were they a bit dis- the ordering off yesterday was yeah it was uh, never a penalty no. kick so you know I had nil nil um, yeah. probably written um, all over it St Johnson caused one or two problems like I say Macy's a good uh, goalkeeper I thought Scott Allen played well uh, for Hibs Chris Kane really improving all the time as a, as a number nine is a good battle with Ryan Portis um, but the team's tired of me but I only saw the highlights no, 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 no it was a no. good energy a good yeah. energy um, about yeah. the game but um, no it was just it was just a, a it was a poor decision and, and I'm sure if John Beaton's watched uh, sports scene last night whatever he'll, he'll realise that himself it was never a penalty kick it was nil-nil Paul Barry who would ever be a referee oh, I mean crazy yeah. um, but just watching the highlights um, yesterday I couldn't believe he gave a penalty I'm sure Callum Davison will be fuming. So were the St. Johnson players. Um, but big, big Xander nearly saved the penalty. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. he got a hand to it. He got um, a good. But he's dangerous. Martin Boyle. Yeah, he, yeah. He's again. Mm. I remember him at Dundee a few years ago. Wasn't he too sure? But he's went to Hibs and he's uh, he's a big player for them. Rangers need to keep an eye on him when he comes to Ibrooks on Sunday. Boyce took a great penalty. Jason Cummings didn't. What about Bruno Fernandes at the weekend? That penalty. 
Is it pressured, do you think, because Ronaldo was there as well? They should have let Ronaldo take it. Yeah, and he didn't take his usual yeah. his wee skip and a wee fan before yep. he before he struck it but great to see John McGinn involved great to see Austin McPhee part of the backroom staff yep. um, as well in there to help with the set pieces and Dean Smith has restructured this whole backroom uh, team so yeah what a result for, for Aston Villa and Barry it is a funny old game there's Brendan, <laughs> Brendan, Brendan Rodgers he got booed Leicester were yeah. booed after yeah, the result I've seen his yeah. interview but he says that's yeah. the first time he's been booed in three years or just under three years since he was well, he was too fast going down the M74 <laughs> the Celtic fans couldn't go up no that's a wee bit unfair um, but it just shows like top manager of course yes they won top, the FA Cup manager. for the first time just a months ago manager. they won the charity shield yeah. that's football it just shows you the expectations yep. since he's went there I know Ranieri won the, the league yeah. five years ago but yep. since he's went there the expectations now on Leicester to be a top six team every single season and at least be in the, the running to win um, some of the cups who'd be a manager eh? six yeah, well, million a year must uh, be tough uh, oh couldn't take the drop yeah. um, when you look at it look at what again what Brendan Rodgers inherited at ah. Leicester from Claude mm. Puyel to what he's turned them into now he has indeed great couple of hours thanks everyone Brilliant thanks call. for joining us uh, Joe Kilday is up Next, some great music, and we're back tomorrow night, live at five. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five.